What's up, beautiful people? Right now, you are listening to the voice of a cell Jean-Pierre Jr., also known as Cells. Listen, if y'all trying to follow me on any social media, my Instagram is CellsJP, S-E-L-Z-J-P. My Facebook is my name, Acel Jean-Pierre Jr. Type my name into YouTube, you'll find my channel. I speak, I play, I produce. So if you need any of those things, please feel free to hit me up. You can hit me up through social media on my business email, which is cellsjpinc at gmail.com. S-E-L-Z-J-P-I-N-C at gmail.com. Check out my hashtags, cellspeaks, cells and keys, which is S-E-L-Z-N-K-E-Y-Z, and cells produces. Looking forward to connecting with you guys. All right, be blessed. Yo, yo, it's Cell Speaks. We back at it again. I think this makes it what, like episode three? Yeah, we doing pretty good. Uh, still going, still grooving. Uh, so I hope you guys have been enjoying me and, you know, looking forward to hearing your feedback and, um, you know, what you like, what you don't like. You know, give me a critique that I know how to get better and how to, you know, better curate for my audience. But um, so a while ago, you know, I thought this would be the topic for today. Uh, a while ago, I wrote an article for study and studied and approved. Shout out to them good peoples. Um, and they said, was, they were like, you know, hey, you know, we like the way you speak and stuff like that. Would you be interested in writing an article and stuff like that? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And so um, I did it and it was called Five Years Celibate, Five Things That I Learned. Um, five things that I learned in that time, period. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was good. It was very well received. A lot of people got a lot of things from it. Um, I just never had the opportunity to really go in depth about it. Um, I recently, uh, put it in a book that is going to be released sometime soon. That kind of is a fast that is kind of based on more so inspired by the experience not so much based on it but inspired by it something that God led me to do but um I'm definitely looking forward to releasing that but I kind of wanted to just go through the points and kind of just you know give a little bit more information a little deeper information um so basically it all started you know uh for me for the most part you know I I was never a person who was looking to have sex, you know, grew up Christian, so, you know, we have a Christian values, et cetera, et cetera, don't have sex, don't fornicate, but, you know, as with many of us young Christian kids, we kind of just border the line as much as we can, well, at least I did, and I always wanted to see how much I could get away with without actually doing it, you know, actually going and having sex, so for a very long time, I kind of was on that line pretty well, like, I, I did pretty well. Um, I never, ever did end up having sex, and it wasn't until I was about, mm, about 18, yeah, and, um, and then I ended up, you know, having sex, not that I wanted to, which is the crazy part, it was a situation that was very random, definitely not something that I planned for, um, which is why I'll say to you, you know, you young men out there, you young ladies out there, if you don't want something to happen, don't put yourself in the position or in the environment for it to happen. It just don't. If you don't want to cross any lines or boundaries with a person, don't go to the house late at night or be in their car all alone in the dark. Like, Just don't even put yourself in the environment for it to happen because 
if you put yourself in the environment, it definitely increases the probability of it happening. So if you don't even want to do it, don't allow it. Don't talk about it. Don't put yourself in the situation, the environment. Just cut it off as soon as you can cut it off. Like, just put up all your walls, all your guards. Don't entertain it at all. Uh, unfortunately, I learned that after the fact. So, yeah, you know, I ended up um, losing it um, around 18. And I was actually devastated, you know. I, I was sad because that was actually something special to me. And it was ironic, right? Like, you kind of doing everything but that and then like when you cross that line it's like oh man like you feel like you really lost something not realizing like you well you you're kind of you know leading yourself to that by not even you know doing your 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 due diligence early on but you know nevertheless it happened and I kind of stayed active until about 23 and then uh about 23 you know God really started to speak to me and I was just going through a lot, and I was like in a really uh, draining relationship where you know just 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 a draining, you know what I mean. But in that in that time period, it drew me so much closer to God, where I was reading the Word more, praying more, um, and I spoke to God, and and God kind of just put in my heart like, you know, we can be so much more. And I remember thinking one day like, man, you know, you look at all these people in the Bible, and um, you know, for me, when it comes to biblical heroes, I love them, I appreciate them, but I didn't want to just read about them. Like, I always, I myself was like, man, I want to one day be written in the book. You know, oh, here was a cell who, you know, he wasn't a perfect guy. He started off a little rocky, but he got it together. He was a great man of the Lord. Like, I wanted to be in the book. So I didn't want to just read about biblical heroes. I wanted to be a hero myself. And so, you know, I was just thinking like, man, like, you know, look at Solomon, the wisest man in the world. Like, what messed him up? Where did he go wrong? And when I thought about it, just like I said in the article, he wasn't faithful to God in all things. He wasn't wise in all things. Like when you are a king and you have 700 wives, 300 concubines, that is not wisdom. That is not wisdom at all. Listen, I have one wife and that is already enough. All right, 700 with 300 concubines, it's just, it's just insane. And it's not by surprise that that was what his downfall was, women. And so I realized like, oh, that's, that's what it is. If we're really trying to get all that God has for us, we have to be willing to be obedient in all things, not just some things. So when I heard that, I was like, all right, God, I got it. And it wasn't just, all right, I'm gonna be faithful to you, in you know a sexual aspect it was finances it was socially it was morally like I said all right God whatever it is you're gonna lead me so you know I'm apologizing to people who who owe me an apology you know I'm being friendly to people who I have no business even associate myself with but I was just determined like all right Lord you're gonna lead me and it's not like I went different places trying to quote unquote do the right thing I just, if God led me to do something or say something to somebody, I just listen. And so that ended up putting me on, you know, this journey where um, I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to be faithful to you and I'm not going to, you know, entertain women no more. I'm not going to date. You know, I'm just going to be celibate and I want you to choose my wife for me. Because, you know, my logic was, you know, 
God created the universe. He spoke it into existence. So sometimes the thing that bothers me is, you know, they say, oh, if you want to find your person, you got to go out there and you can't just be home all day. But I'm like, I don't get it. You know, we say we have this God who heals the sick and raises the dead and he speaks the universe into existence. But when he has to put two people together, he needs help. He needs me to go outside to so I can be with my spouse. And I just never bought that. And I was like, listen, God does what he wants. If he wants my spouse to show up at my front doorstep as pizza delivery or Amazon or Uber Eats or, or just a random person knocking on the door because maybe they might need help, that's exactly what he will do. I don't have to do anything but be obedient to what God calls me to do. And that's exactly what I did. So throughout that time, I, I, I wasn't really talking to you know, other women or trying to go on dates or anything like that. I just stayed to myself. Now, in the spirit of transparency, I'll give it very real with you. Um, it was a learning curve. You know, definitely a lot of up and downs because there were definitely moments where I got bored. And then I would, you know, talk to a female here. And then maybe it might start getting a little too intense. And then I would be like, okay, okay, now I got to get back on it. So I don't want to make it seem like, oh, you know, I throughout this whole time I was perfect. I wasn't. You know, it was definitely ups and downs. But one thing I can definitely say is that I always learned my lesson in each situation. Each situation was a learning curve. Like there was something to be pulled out of it. And now I'm a year and a half married. And I thank God every day for that time period because it truly prepared me for marriage. So, you know, that's kind of like the backstory of it. Um, getting into it, you know, again, we start from the place that Solomon did not exhibit wisdom in all things. He wasn't faithful to God in all things. And so the devil is looking for the holes in your life in which he can pick and prod. So the things that you're careless about that you haven't completely given God to, that's exactly what the devil is like. I got him. That's where I'm going to get him. So it's 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 just so important, so key to surrender all aspects of your life to God. And so, you know, going through the lessons, you know, and the things I said in the article, one of the things I say is create an environment that reinforces the lifestyle you want. Say no unapologetically and let go of anyone who isn't helping. When I tell you it is so important to be in an environment that is leading you towards a lifestyle that you want. Listen, you can want to lose weight, but if you hang around people who eat unhealthy, you will do it as well. You know, I always give this funny um, story about milkshakes. For about a long time in my life, 20-something years, I never had a milkshake, never was interested in it, never cared for it. But one day I went to a restaurant and a friend of mine had one. And she was like, oh, try, 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 try it. So I was like, all right, no problem. And I loved it. And then for about a year, I would just have an Oreo milkshake every week. Once, every now and then. every I'd, I'd try different Oreo milkshakes, see who's the best. And it came to a point where I was like, you know, this is kind of getting out of control. Like, you need to stop. And so I told myself, okay, for one year, I will not have one Oreo milkshake. And I did it. And then um, the year after, which I believe is this year, yeah, 2019, I was like, all right, you know, you can have it every now and then. But even now, I kind of just hold myself back and control it. But I say that to say, like, I never had a craving for milkshakes ever. But because I was around someone who liked them and they suggested it to me and it was around me, I ended up developing a craving for something I never even cared for. So that's why your environment is so important because 
your environment, the people around you could have cravings that you have no interest in, but because you're around them, you, you could find yourself craving the same things that they crave, even though it was never something you even cared for. So again, be in an environment that is reinforcing the lifestyle that you want to live. If you want to be celibate, if you want to be sexually pure, surround yourself with people who are trying to achieve the same thing because it becomes easier. In my time of celibacy, I couldn't hang out with some of my cousins because whenever they went out, all they wanted to do was chase girls, and I wasn't trying to live that life. So I had to surround myself with people who it was easy to continue pursuing the lifestyle that God wanted me to live. I never felt conflicted like, oh, man, you know, I want to hang out with them, but they're going to... No, I was always around people who made upholding my standards, my morals, and my beliefs easy because we were all on the same page. Um... And so the next one I had was God's purity is a lot more than you think. You know, a lot of times we tend to think that when it comes to God's purity, it's just, oh, don't have sex. But it's like, nah, man, God is telling us, be careful of the things that you say, the thoughts that you think, the way you treat, um, the way you treat people. You know, it, it's so much more than just physical and bodily. You know, the things that you're watching, the things that you are consuming and allowing to enter into your mind, like God is picky about that stuff. But it's 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 unnecessary because when your mindset is not on point or when you're tampering with your thoughts and, and you're putting any kind of things into your mind, that affects your behavior. Like it's not by accident that when a husband and wife are getting ready to engage in intercourse that they what they set the mood. And so if you start to take it seriously, everything you watch, everything you listen to, what you hear, the music you listen to, the shows you watch, they're setting a mood. So what mood are they setting? You have to be really intentional about the content that you're consuming. Because a lot of people out there just consuming content carelessly and they can't find, understand why. They can't understand why, you know, they're a little bit more depressed or a little sad or, you know, they're not in the mood to do this. You know what I mean? But yet, when you look at all the successful people, what are they doing? They're constantly listening to other successful people. They're listening to podcasts. They're listening to, you know, people giving them great advice. People who are good with money. What are they always listening to? Money advice. They're reading books on money. The content they that they consume is pushing them towards the lifestyle that they want. So when we're talking about living the lifestyle that God has for us when it comes to purity, it is... It, God is saying all the content that you consume, the things that you listen to, the things that you watch, let them be things that are exhibiting the fruits of the spirit that are pushing you towards Christ-like character. It's not just, oh, don't have sex. It's so much deeper than that. Um, one of the most important things that I really got from that time period also was take control of your relationships. What does that mean? It means, you know, there's a lot of us out there and we just genuinely nice people. We don't want no trouble. And, you know, we kind of tell everybody, look, this is what I'm doing. You know, this is where I stand right now in my walk. This is the kind of person I want to be. And we're like hoping and praying like um, that, like, you know, they're going to make it easy. And then when they don't, we don't take control. We kind of just go with the flow. When they push back against our standards and their beliefs, we compromise. And as God taught me in that time, it's like, no, you need to take control. If you tell someone, listen, I'm not trying to pursue a relationship with you. I'm not trying to go deeper than that with you. You need to stand firm. And if they cross that line, then if it requires you to terminate the friendship or the relationship, so be it. That's what you have to do. But you can't hope that people will do what 
is right. You can't leave that into other people's hands. You have to take control of it. And that was such an important thing for me because during my time of celibacy, you know, if any young lady came up and, you know, was trying to be friends and I was just telling them, listen, I'm celibate and this is what I'm trying to do, you know, when when or if she became interested and caught feelings, you know what I mean, I would be a little hesitant to be like, hey, stop. I would just kind of like, okay, whatever happens, happens. But I learned, like, no, if I want to stand for what God has for me, I have to take control of my relationships. I definitely do. Um, There's a lot more, but I'm going to save it. So uh, next time we talk, I'm going to keep this going. And uh, I hope to see you guys next episode. So I hope you all still rocking with me. Sell speaks. Like what you heard, right? What I need you to do is... One, subscribe to this podcast. Two, share it with somebody. Don't be greedy now. Three, y'all need to join SOP's social media family. Instagram, SOP underscore Ministry HCL. Facebook and YouTube, SOP Ministry HCL. Get our original songs available on all streaming media. You want to give us a financial donation to help push this cause forward? We appreciate that. Send us that cash app at dollar sign SOP Ministry HCL. Be blessed, family. See y'all next week.